Hi, my name is Sam, and this is Talk Barry, the Barry Community Media Podcast. This week, we're bringing you two discussions on the Barry Police Budget for 2021. First, I'll roll our at-issue video. Police Chief Kimberly Greenwood and local business owner and justice advocate Amber Beckett speak on the budget. Chief Greenwood talks about why she says the budget can't be cut this year in her address to City Council, and Amber Beckett talks about her experience um, giving a address to council on why she thinks the budget should be reallocated into social services. Next, you'll hear from local activist Michael Spears, who calls for a 50% reduction to the police budget. For nearly 12 hours of discussion, Barry's general committee stamped its approval on the city's 2021 budget. But certain parts of that budget are still under the microscope. As council is set to vote on the capital and operating budget on Monday, January 25th, one area of debate is the police budget. And specifically, the Barry Police Service budget is bumped up 2.65% over last year's budget. That's a rise which they say is attributed to a decrease in areas of provincial funding and necessary equipment upgrades. Salaries and benefits also make up over 75% of that budget. According to the police chief, any budget freeze would mean the existing capacity of the police would be further challenged. Here is Chief Kimberly Greenwood's response to council on why she says the budget couldn't be cut further this year. And speak to the Barry Police Service budget, and I'll break it down into two areas. So we know we have our costs that uh, some are limited discretion and then we have other parts where we have no discretion. So when we first start off, and we've already spoken that through your question, uh, Councillor, that we are starting off with a million dollars less in core funding than we have received in the past, that we know that our legislative impact for our WSIB reserve and the next generation 911 is $2.9 million. When we look at other areas of the budget um, in regards to operational expenditures and capital expenditures, prior to even getting to the board, we had removed or excluded a million dollars in that area. And we, when we look at our historical budget, our, our expenses in those areas are the same as we had 10 years ago. And then when we look at what I would say are our most important area is our people. And when we look at our people, that represents a large portion of our budget, uh, 95.7%. And as I previously mentioned in the the presentation, we are not increasing our complement. There will be no new hires uh, for the Barry Police Service in 2020. And when we look at our HR strategy, we anticipated that we would have seven or sorry, four sworn members and five civilian members added to our complement. We've looked at our the the strategic gapping that will be occurring and we are not filling all of the positions that will be vacant in 2021. And when we look at the financial impact of WSIB, we also have to look at the impact of the WSIB. And we are currently unable to deploy 
13 members of our service. So when we look at the totality of it, we are currently not deploying or not uh, currently deploying uh, 29 people that we should be deploying to meet the needs of our community. So we did listen to the community and our community is saying many things, many things to us. We hear that um, through, we did a budget survey. So we had consultation there and we saw that individuals uh, wish us to keep us at the same level of, of funding. There were individuals that also said that we should look for efficiencies. And we are looking for efficiencies. Um, last year, we commenced uh, a review, a systemic review of our culture and, and our systems to identify some areas to ensure that we were performing as we should be. We have also um, conducting evidence-based policing review of our calls for service that is focusing in on partnerships and the ability to divert and reduce our calls for service. Um, and we're doing that with our partners. We're also through the city of Barrie, we are partnering or one of the five signatures for the Barrie Health Accord, where we're looking at coordinating and looking at sustainable investments into the determinants uh, of health. And we're also one of the leads that is working on the community safety and well-being plan that will go to some of the concerns that have been raised in, in our community. And I think that we need to um, invest as a community um, to the, the social and, and health services infrastructures prior to us reducing a police budget. I think that immediate uh, reductions uh, are very simplistic. And I think we know that we've had um, discussions on the funding model for policing. And, and we've been doing this for years. We've had larger discussions at all levels of governments. And we know that as a society that we need to adequately support social and health services, which we know have been underfunded or have seen significant cuts to their budget. And we are committed to work with the government and our uh, community partners on meeting the safety and well being needs of those in our community. However, so for many in Barrie and across Canada, this explanation doesn't quite sit right. In a near year where North America saw widespread calls for reallocation of police budgets and defunding initiatives, some Barry residents want to see parts of the Barry Police Service budget shifted as well to address the root causes of crime. In January, the city's online budget survey results were released, and those surveys show over 60% of the respondents back a 5% reduction in police budget. Over the next two days, the 2021 police budget was passed by general committee with no approved amendments. Amber Beckett is a local business owner and key member of Reimagine Public Safety Barry an online group. And in June 2020, she uh, posted on Barry's online feedback site for a 10% reduction in the police budget for 2021. That received over 1,100 upvotes. And she also spoke to city council on the issue, stating that as the city funds the police service, other social services suffer. She calls not for a service cut to police, but for the reallocation of their budget. And 
here's our conversation about the Barry Police Service and the ways that Beckett thinks that money could be used in other ways. Um, I was wondering to start off, could you just introduce yourself, your pronoun, um, your name, and kind of where you fit within the, within the Barry community? Sure. So my name is Amber Beckett. I use she, her pronouns. And I have my own business, The Hello Code, where I help people with friendliness and communication skills. And I've recently taken on a role with Making Change, doing anti-Black racism training throughout Simcoe County. In the summer, you delivered a deputation to council and, and also got over a thousand signatures on a um, form asking for a decrease in the police budget. How did that process come about? How did you get involved with that movement? So personally, how I got involved, I have a few friends that are really active locally in politics and were always telling me about what they were doing or they were going to this meeting or that or this rally or the other. And so one day I just decided to go with one of them. She invited me along and I went with her and I got hooked from that there. There was a group that was really welcoming to me and helped figure out what was going on with all the different procedures because it can be really confusing to people. And if I hadn't had them, I definitely wouldn't have gotten involved. And so as a result of that, I started following things more closely online. And then in the summer, Keenan posted an article talking about the police funding and just how overblown it was here in Barrie. And he stated some statistics that were really shocking to me. And so I started doing research and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Coming through this year, um, that budget um, hasn't really changed much and, and the majority of council's opinion hasn't changed on that budget. Um, how does it feel now coming into the budget season um, with the budget exactly the same as it is? And as we've seen last night, the majority of council's opinion on that budget is the exact same as it has been all along. How does that feel as someone who's kind of been fighting against that? Right, so well, just as a small correction, the budget isn't, for the police isn't the same. Uh, it, it's increasing year after year. It's continually on an upward trajectory and the police have come back to council and asked for even more money on top of what their projected increase already was. So they're asking for an additional 2.65% this year on top of what was already given to them as an increase over last year. Mm. And specifically to that increase, um, so Mayor Lehman said that um, the budget must grow because Barry's growing, the population is growing in Barry, and he says that any limiting on, on the budget proposal would mean a, a decrease in the capacity of the police. Um, what's your perspective on that <laughs> statement? Oh, this is a tough one because I really, really like Mayor Jeff <laughs> and he's usually pretty great with looking at the evidence and making decisions based on that. And this is one where I would like to respectfully disagree with him and say that I've looked, <laughs> this is not my job, but I've looked at it because this is interesting to me. I've looked at the census data for Barry for 2011, 2016, and we don't have it for 2021 yet, obviously. But Barry's population between 2011 and 2016 increased by 3.9%. Okay, sounds reasonable, that's good growth. Our police budget in that same time has increased 17.3%. So the police budget's growth is grossly 
exceeding our rate of expansion. So looking at the difference between 2016 and 2021, if we estimate our population growth is around five or 10%, that's I think a um, realistic estimate. And if we give the police the budget increase that they're requesting this year, their increase is, is about the same as it was for that last five year period, 17.2% increase. So to say that the police budget is in step with our population increase is just factually incorrect. And for many people that um, might hear the words defund the police um, or be uh, watching this movement from the outside, what does it actually mean? When you say defund the police, what does it mean to defund and what does it mean to reallocate that budget? That's, that's, a, tricky, that's a tricky question. I think a lot of people have different answers depending on, on what their viewpoint is. For me, I prefer to look at it as reallocation. It's not punitive against the police for anything that they've done. My viewpoint is that we need to resource organizations within our community that are going to support the people that need it the most. So people that are suffering from mental health or addiction issues or are unhoused. And I think most people would agree that those are the things that are upstream of um, many of the, the calls that police are called to attend. So if we address some of those issues at the root cause and really help and support the people, instead of sending the police as, um, as a reactionary measure, then I think it's just better for everyone involved. The police can, can stay focused on, on what they're actually trained and desiring to do, and the people that need support are getting it. So I, I prefer to think of it as a reallocation versus defunding because defunding sounds like we're trying to punish them for something and that's not what this is about. And as uh, you said, and as Councillor uh, Aylwin said uh, last night that it's um, reallocating to almost support the police in answering calls that they don't need to be answering um, is kind of supporting auxiliary services that can help people upstream, um, right. as you said. Um, the, the Barrick Police say that they've launched a systemic review of their service. Um, the city council has um, co-sponsored a anti-racism task force um, to kind of, um, as they said, um, address some of these um, issues of systemic racism in how the service operates. Um, how confident are you in, in these initiatives um, kind of stimulating change? You know, I, I'd like to say that I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope that they help. I really do. Um, that being said, I know personally, I've tried to get information from the police. When I gave my deputation in the summer, I started off with a list of questions that I had for them and invited them to use the question period following to answer some of those questions. And not a single person commented on anything that I had to say. I followed up that that whole meeting was a debacle and they sent me an apology and I responded by reiterating the questions that I had and I still didn't get any answers with any sort of substance. So until they can start to be a little more transparent with the information that they're getting as, as a result of what they're doing, then I would be more confident but right now, I think it's important that we also pursue these other avenues. I just wanna like, do you feel listened to by city council or, or by the police? I feel like they hear me, but they're not 
really listening. I feel like a lot of what happens is them paying lip service and saying that they hear what we're saying, but nothing ever comes of it. And there's no real acknowledgement of not just my concerns, but of the concerns of other citizens. You see the, the budget allocator tool as a classic example of that. And looking at where the city has said that they want the budget, their tax dollars to go. They said overwhelmingly that they would like to keep the police budget the same. And even more people said they wanted to decrease it. They said that they wanted more funding for the library. And they said they wanted more funding for the roads. And in general committee last night, the exact opposite of all three of those things happened. So when they're asking for our input and we're giving it to them, that's just one example, but then nothing comes of it or they argue completely against it. It, it feels like they're not listening to what the public has to say and they're letting their own personal values dictate the decisions that they make. Yeah, and, and moving forward um, in this conversation, um, it, it appears that the, the current uh, projected like 2.65% increase will pass at council based on what we saw last night. Um, what's next, do you think, for the um, reallocation movement in Barrie for the police budgets? Well, we'll have to see how things go tonight. I know they're talking about the capital budget plan and hopefully there's some room in there to increase funding for some of the supportive services that I mentioned earlier. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But outside of that, I think as individuals, we have to do our piece. We have to band together as a community and support each other as best we can without waiting for the city to do what's right. What does that look like? Um, like supporting each other, banding together? So as an example, um, my, my middle brother <laughs> went missing this, this winter and um, he's got some special needs and we were greatly concerned for him. The weather was quite cold and we were out looking for him and couldn't find him. <laughs> and it got to the point where my parents were desperate and they wanted to use the police services to help them. And the police ended up not contributing to that search in any sort of meaningful way. But where we did get help was my, my other brothers and their friends sending out text messages or um, using social media to see if they could, they could locate him or even people just driving around in his cars, sharing descriptions and really doing as a community what we can to, to make things happen and to get the result that we're looking for without looking for police, just, just as one example. So another thing that I wanted to share with you is just about the budget. So if we're looking at police budget as a percentage of the overall city budget, this is what it is for many cities across Canada. This is information that I got from an article in the Globe and Mail. And we can see that it ranges anywhere from 29.8%, which is quite substantial, almost 30%, down to only 8.4% in Quebec City and 8.7% for Toronto, 9% for Hamilton. If we think about Barrie as, as a city and where we fall on here, it's right about where, where my mouse is. So we're generally in the 19 to 20% range. And this indicates to me being at such the high end of this spectrum that we can do a lot better. We can find efficiencies and we can ask our police force to do better with less, just like we've asked of so many other service providers. And you doing that will allow our budget to have a bit 
more flexibility to support some of the other service providers like you know mental health and affordable housing and even increasing bylaw officers to 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 you know they work 24 7 during the winter months why can't they do that all year round that'll take a lot of the the calls for noise complaints and such off of the police's plate. If you if you paid attention to what was happening at council last night, where Councillor Reitman, uh, Councillor Reitma put forward that we should hold them to a 1.95 increase, like was mentioned to all service providers, there was such pushback on that. And if you really like dig down into the numbers, 0.7% or yeah, 0.7% of the police's budget, it's, what is that like? less than 400,000 and they have no problem asking other people for similar percentage decreases. Why can't we ask that of the police? Thank you so much for, for speaking with me. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the invitation. We'll be right back with more conversation and more discussion after this short break. Michael Spears has long been an advocate for police defunding. He's delivered multiple deputations to council on the issue, including one on January 25th, as council is set to ratify the 2021 budget. Hi, my name is uh, Michael Spears. Uh, I'm a local activist involved in um, issues such as climate justice, racial justice, um, uh, decent work. Um, and uh, I've been quite active in the defund the police movement over the past few months. And the defund the police movement in Barrie in particular, could you kind of give an overview of how that movement has been shaped and how the conversation has kind of moved forward in Barrie? Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, obviously, uh, you know, last summer was, you know, what many people would call a summer of reckoning uh, across not just North America, but, uh, you know, around the world. And we saw, um, you know, after the death of, of George Floyd, um, uh, Breonna Taylor in the United States, uh, and Regis uh, Kuczynski Paquette here uh, in, in, in Ontario, um, you know, we saw an explosion of, uh, of people. Uh, you know, really shining a light on uh, the problems with policing as, as we know it. Um, we saw massive demonstrations uh, all across the country and the continent, um, including uh, right here uh, in Barrie. Um, uh, now, I, I, would, I would say that, you know, kind of going from that point about what, um, kind of how it all came about, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, our, our local representatives, I'm talking about city council, police services board. Um, I think that they've participated in the whole idea of how we fund the police and to what degree. I think they've been very reluctant um, to even have those conversations. You know, you can tell that they're, um, you know, trying to do as, as little as possible. They're doing you know, just enough to make it look like they uh, are, are doing something, something, but really not ready to, uh, to kind of rock the boat. So uh, police services board, obviously they kind of opened up the debate uh, around police funding. Um, 
uh, last summer. So myself, I gave two deputations uh, to the police services board. Um, and I would kind of describe the experience as kind of speaking to a wall. Uh, There's a lot of blank faces while I was up there uh, talking. Um, you can tell that no one in the room, uh, including uh, our local representatives who are on the board, uh, you can tell that they weren't remotely interested um, in what I or other people had to say, which is, you know, beyond frustrating. But, you know, I also think it's kind of a, a warning sign for us. Um, you know, as I said, you know, we had hundreds of people in the streets uh, demanding action. Um, uh, you know, not just one, but two big rallies here uh, in the city. Um, uh, and you know, what does the community get, you know, from that type of, of, of activism? Well, we get, uh, you know, more money being wasted and thrown into body cams and really a uh, tone deaf uh, budget request for, for an increase. So, um, you know, I think that's exactly the opposite of what the community has been demanding. Um, you know, the status quo has failed Yet the status quo when it comes to how we fund our police uh, seems to be exactly what the police services board and I think what the majority of people on council uh, seem to want. And so Chief Kimberly Greenwood, um, when she was speaking to council last week, um, said that, quote, she's like listened to the community um, and wants to implement um, some systemic changes or work with other social services. Uh, she didn't go into detail on that. Um, but so you'd say that in your experience, it's kind of in the opposite. You feel like they haven't listened to the community. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Like we've, you, you know, we've seen, you know, the, the city has their own, they had that budget kind of allocation tool on their website. Um, that was, you know, horribly inadequate, but uh, you know, the results from that did show that, you know, like two thirds of, of respondents thought that there should be a decrease in the police budget. Um, and, you know, at those rallies we had, you know, we heard stories from people um, who have experienced, the, you know, the racism um, yeah, that, you know, you can see from police forces, um, you know, all across, all across the country. So people that say that it's not a problem in Barrie, um, you know, just simply don't know what they're talking about. It's a problem. It's a problem everywhere. And I think it goes to the fact that, you know, policing uh, is a system that's rooted in racism and the protection of one class uh, over another, you know, over communities that have been made vulnerable by uh, kind of the failures of, of, uh, of our system. Um, you know, I see policing as a system that protects property uh, more than it protects people. So, you know, I, like, I kind of describe it in this case, I think it, it works, you know, we have a system of laws in this country. Uh, we don't have a system of justice. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, if a, in our system, if a, if a mother steals bread um, in order to feed her family, she's gonna get arrested. But if, uh, you know, a major corporation steals uh, their wages from their workers, nothing happens to them. So that's kind of shows, you know, our system is, is, if it was rooted in true justice, then the opposite would be true. So, you know, with, when it comes to policing, you know, there's been talk about reforms and accountability and things like that. But, you know, the way things are, even a well-intentioned officer, um, you know, they're just a, an armed defender of racism and settler colonialism and our capitalist system that we're living in. So, you know, to me, defunding the police with, you know, an ultimate goal of um, complete abolition is the only solution. Um, 
And I think what's key too, there's lots of talk about reallocation of funds. And I think, you know, when we talk about reallocation, we really need to kind of move beyond that, that it's not just a question of that. You know, defunding the police means, um, you know, it, it has to be seen as a human rights issue. You know, it's about how we as a society prioritize services and how we, you know, we treat each other. You know, we must imagine, you know, we have to think of a, of a world where everybody is supported and police and prisons are completely unnecessary. Um, you know, a lot of our problems, you know, stem from the fact that our, our societies become massively over-policed um, and we rely so heavily on, on uh, our prison system as well. When in actual fact, over-policing, over-incarceration actually make our communities uh, less safe um, because they, they take away resources from programs and services that actually do uh, result in preventing crime. So, um, you know, we look at the police budget uh, here, in, here in Barrie, it's like around 56 you know, million dollars a year or something like that. Um, now imagine if we cut that in half, that's about $28 million. So a 50% um, uh, reduction in the budget. And that's in line with what groups like Black Lives Matter in Toronto, that's kind of what they are asking for, 50% reduction. So imagine what you could do with $28 million a year. Uh, you know, imagine the massive investments that can be made in social housing, uh, community programs, care for people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, free transit for people that need it. You know, the list goes on, on and on and on. And so, you know, yeah, sure, other levels of government have to step up. There's, you know, municipalities are limited in what they can, they can do. Um, but municipalities can do quite a lot when it comes to the police budget. Um, you know, and as a community, uh, I think we need to develop an abolition mindset um, and kind of end the carceral mindset we have and truly kind of emphasize how we care for one another. Uh, Mayor Lehman, when I was talking to him a, a few days ago, uh, mentioned that his concern with a reallocation or um, a 0% increase in the police budget this year was that Barrie isn't a 0% increase in terms of population. So his words were that um, by um, keeping that capacity at a zero, then it actually decreases the capacity of the police as Barrie's population rises. Um, so that was why he said that he'll be um, supporting the, the current budget as is. Does that answer satisfy you? Uh, no, like, not at all. Like you've seen, um, you know, the stats show, uh, uh, you know, the vast majority of calls that are coming into Barrie police are non-emergency. So to me, that kind of shows exactly how kind of, uh, you know, out of, out of step um, uh, the way police are set up, the way, you know, it's just not in line with what, with what people need. Um, you know, we do, we need an effective crime prevention system in the city and across the country, uh, obviously. Uh, and, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, Mayor Lehman talk about how we can't get rid, can't, we can't talk about defunding until we have al other alternatives uh, in place. Um, you know, but the way I, the way I think about that, uh, you know, when, when people are facing an injustice, you know, that injustice must stop immediately. You know, we can't just say, okay, yeah, we understand, um, um, we're working on it. Uh, we, can't, we can't get rid of this injustice until we have something else in place. So you're just gonna have to wait um, uh, and uh, we'll get back to you in a few years when we have other things set up. So, um, you know, that's not, that's not the way it should be. Uh, you know, people shouldn't have to wait uh, uh, 
you know, to have, you know, to have these injustices uh, uh, looked after and, and, and addressed. And the policing system is, uh, is a complete injustice. Um, you know, it's failing, you know, all kinds of people um, in, our, in our society, you know, particularly black indigenous people. Um, you know, police budgets are bloated. Um, crime, keep, crime goes down, but police budgets keep going up. You know, the, the system itself, uh, the whole idea of policing is archaic and stems from, you know, uh, a 19th century uh, belief in, in protecting, you know, the property of, of the ruling class. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think the voices that we heard over the summer and continue to hear, um, uh, you know, they can't wait. We all can't wait for some better system to, to, to be designed somehow. You know, we can do better now. Uh, and we need to do better now for, for everybody. And I think it starts with defunding the police. And um, after the summer, a, a recent poll I read was that over half of Canadians now support a reallocation or defunding of, of police budgets. I think that was from Ipsos or something. Um, but as we see, Barrie City Council um, is still very much um, in favor of the police budget rise, especially this year. And even though they do have limited control over, over that budget, I wanted to ask you, what's your confidence that sentiment on council can change regarding the police and regarding um, their budget moving into the next a uh, few years. Oh, I, I got to admit, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that confident. You know, I've followed this debate um, uh, you know, over the past over the past few months, and I think what was truly telling is that back, um, you know, back in uh, you know late spring, early summer, uh, you know, Ward Two Councillor uh, Keenan Aylwin uh, requested that um, you know that the police uh, kind of start to examine their budget and to see how. 10% or could be, uh, could be kind of shifted away from uh, what the police are doing into other areas that can really address the root issues uh, of crime in the city. Um, so this wasn't even a request to allocate funds or to, to reallocate any, any money. This is just for the police to look at ways to do it. And uh, you know, that, that motion was shot down. Um, you know, I, think, uh, I think there's only two members of council that voted in favor of that. So, uh, you know, that just went to, you know, kind of just shows exactly where council's mindset is on this. Um, you know, they're stuck, they're stuck in with this belief that, you know, all you need to do is, uh, you know, simply uh, do some reforms and, um, you know, create, create some more accountability uh, and that everything is going to be, is going to be okay. But, you know, we've know from, you know, from experience all across the country that that just simply doesn't work. So, um, you know, when you're talking about an issue like defunding the police, which is really kind of fundamental and at the, at the heart of, uh, of our own value systems here in our country and how we uh, decide how we're going to take care of each other. You know, to simply say um, uh, that we can't do it or that, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't fit into the plan uh, of council going forward, I think is just really disingenuous. Um, but I think the key... Uh, for, you know, for people like myself and for, you know, the growing movement uh, to, uh, to defund the police is to keep, the, keep putting pressure on the politicians. Um, uh, you know, maybe next week at the, at the, the vote for um, a vote at council, um, you know, it's unlikely to be to change any minds. Uh, I, you know, there might be some good ideas that are brought forward by, by a councillor or two, and I hope they kind of take uh, take root in the minds of these councillors, but um, uh, if 
it doesn't work if council uh, says yes to a budget increase to police yet again. I think uh, that's kind of a, a call to action for people. And I hope they, um, they look at that and, and, and see that, you know, much more work needs to be done to kind of continue to change the minds of these politicians so that they see that, uh, you know, the, the idea of defunding police is not only the right thing to do, but it's popular. And that people are seeing that there's another way, that there is a better way um, to kind of uh, take care of each other and to uh, keep our communities safe. Well, thank you very much, Michael. I think that's all the questions I have for now. Um, and yeah, I'm very interested to see how this kind of moves forward um, in, in the future, in the next couple of days and then next week as well. Yeah, for sure. I'll be watching. Perfect. I'm just going to stop the recording now. That's Talk Barry for this week. As always, we want to hear from you. What conversations in Barry need to be brought to the table? And what issues aren't being discussed? You can get in touch through Facebook or Instagram at Barry Community Media or our website, barrycommunitymedia.ca. Thanks for listening. <laughs>